Hey, David. What's up? Uh, you might notice I didn't add a, a few Y's to the end of that. Hey, David. Yeah, it was pretty short. Are you, are you mad at me or something? No, I'm oh, mad okay. at uh, well, a company. We'll call it Shmamazon. And it's 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 like this this website that you can buy stuff on. And if you don't like it, you could return it. I bought okay. a Christmas present off them in November. You know, it's and the end of January, right? Yeah, yeah, and it came broken. So I asked them for a replacement, and they sent me a replacement, and I sent that one back. Okay. Wait, they made you send it back? Yep, they sent me a. Re- uh, they were like, "Well, if you want a replacement, you have to return the old one, which was broken." I was like, "Okay, cool." They sent me another one. I don't know how, but it was even more demolished than the first one. So they sent me a third one, and I was like, "You know what? Fuck this! I don't want this. This is all broken. I'd rather just get a refund." I send them it back. And their reply to me was, we cannot give you a refund today because you returned this item broken. (laughs) What? I was like, look at your fucking chats, bro. What? Yeah. So so essentially they were mugs and, you know, people just throw packages at doors. Have you just been doing the the chat option to talk to customer service? Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Oh, so you got to call in. You'll get it sorted out. Do you know where you never have to call in and we'll because, always have a good time? Because they don't have a phone? Yes. The Scene on Screen Podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen Podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast, where all there's really to talk about is apparently the Uncharted Legacy collection and how many reviews are out on the internet. I gotta say, for a game I was never really interested in, they released a collection of it, and I'm still not interested. Wait, you were never interested in Uncharted? No, because I never had the PlayStation back then. I never played them. Oh, they are pretty good uh, adventure games. They made four of them in the main series. Yeah, why are you excluding the fifth one? Wait, there's a fifth one? Isn't there? Well, like, there is technically a fifth one, and that was... I forget what the subtitle of that one was, but, like, there's four main games with Nathan Drake. Yeah, and then the fifth one was the female-led one, right? Yeah, it was like a... It, was, it wasn't... Was it like a smaller one? It was kind of like a spin-off, but... Yeah, I've never played that one, but... Actually, I've I've only played one, two, and three. I have maybe, four. But maybe I'll get around to it. Who knows? They're actually pretty good. Uncharted 1, it was a little clunky like by today's standards and stuff like that, but it's still a solid, solid story. Uncharted 2 is pretty fun. Okay. Well, you know what's not going to be fun, though? What is that? This episode of the Scene on Screen Podcast. No. And thank you for listening. <laughs> no, the, a great uh, one. The Uncharted movie. That sounds like it's going to be terrible. Dude, you, you keep hammering that and... It's crazy because that comes out this month. It's like we've waited forever to to see it. I feel like time well, is to, such a blur, especially in Ontario. Well, it's not like we've been waiting to see it. I think it was announced and people didn't really like they were excited for it. And then they announced who was being cast for it. 
And then the excitement for a lot of people just kind of dwindled into nothing. And then the trailer just, I don't know if it feels like a Tomb Raider movie. It's a Tomb Raider. It's a Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. It's a Tomb Raider. And uh, so the Uncharted, what is it called? The Uncharted Collection. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, so that's coming out, and it's a $15. Actually, this is pretty cool. If you own any of like the Uncharted games on PlayStation already, uh, or it might just be like the Uncharted Lost Legacy, I think it is. That's like the fifth one, or Uncharted 4. You can pay $15 to upgrade both of them. Right? So if you have both of them, and you know how like a lot of games, like you, you if you pay the upgrade, you have to upgrade each one separately. Well, they're actually doing, doing good by the series and it's $15 to upgrade both uncharted four and lost legacy to the PlayStation five versions. Okay. That's not bad, which is pretty cool, but also even better is apparently in the United States and Canada. If you purchase or upgrade to the uncharted, collection you get a $30 or a coupon for up to $30 to see the uncharted movie in theaters which means you can go by (laughs) yourself because you can't afford two tickets with $30 anymore well you can that's enough for two tickets but I don't know if it will work for two tickets but I don't know how I don't know how exactly the coupon code works is it a discount of Thirty dollars on a total purchase, or is it just a coupon for one ticket that is worth up to th- like? So, could you maybe see it in IMAX if you wanted to waste your time doing that? I don't know. I, I guess you could, but like, but I is mean, that, is if, that an if, IMAXable movie? I guess it could be. It could be. Like, I feel like it's going to have some pretty sweet cinematography for for. Well, it's a locate, Mark Wahlberg locate. movie, right? Well. It is and it isn't. Let, let's call it what it is, because it is Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. Yeah, it's a Mark Wahlberg, Tom Holland comedy flick. Yeah, but, you know, the, the perfect director is not doing it. So I guess I'm just I, I don't know. Who's I, the perfect who's the perfect director for that specific. Uh, movie. Yeah, the one and only Michael Bay. Oh, <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Would- yeah, it would be filled with explosives and it would just be like Transformers, but without the Transformers. You know, he's made other movies, right? I know. He did The Island. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Is it The Island and Transformers 2 that have the exact same shot? Do they? Yeah. So there, there's um Transform. So there, there's a scene that's out on the Yes, internet. I remember. Yes. And, it's like a it's like sweeping the, shot of something. Or, it's a uh, highway. That's right, the highway with the cars blowing up and stuff like that. Yeah, because instead of a car blowing up, it's a transformer taking it out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like reused footage. Um, so The Island came out in 2005. Transformers 3 came out in 2011. And the scene is literally just going down a highway. Um, this truck's falling apart on the island. Guy's avoiding it with everything he can. A big piece of metal goes through the um, the windshield of the car and Transformers just reuse the entire footage and having a Transformer going through this car. The armored vehicle is the same. The cars in the background are the same. Everything is identical. It is hilarious. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
what it the times were hard back then, you know. They had to they couldn't afford to blow up more cars. <laughs> you, you know it's all fake, right? <laughs> you don't you, you know these movies are fake, right? No, they're um, all based off true stories. You know what? While we're on the topic of movies, um anything you're looking forward to this month at all? Like I'm just looking through the list. Um, Jackass Forever is coming out, which have you seen the trailer for that? I've seen the first trailer. I haven't seen the second one. Like there's there's the full. Well, the first trailer was kind of like the like a teaser. There's a full trailer out there. It actually looks hilarious. I will I will probably go see that. You know what? I don't know. There's something about going to see those movies in theaters that they're just so funny. You want to hear a funny story? Yes, absolutely. I do. Back when Jackass three came out. I was supposed to go to the movies with one of my friends and just before, I don't know, maybe like the day before they ended up having to cancel on me and I was super bummed because I wanted to see this movie. So turns out that some of my other friends were going to go see it and they asked me if, if I wanted to go and I was like, sure, why not? Such a funny movie. Jack of three classic. So then two days later, this original friend had asked me if I want to go see Jackass because they had some, some time. So I'm like, sure, why not? But I didn't tell them that I had already seen it. So it's just not as funny when you see it like the next day. Right? Like two days in a row. So we're sitting there and, and watching the movie and like I'm laughing at the stuff, but not like your initial shock reaction to all this stuff. And they're like, do you not find this funny? I'm like, yeah, it's funny. I just feel like I've seen this already. <laughs> yeah. And they, they didn't know that I, they never like to this day still did not know that I went to see the movie right before. Actually, I've done that a few times. Well, now they might know because they listened to the scene on screen podcast. I don't with I your don't. host, Sean and David. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Funny thing about, about, shows and titles and stuff like that there is a radio station in kenora here and i think there's only one radio station it's uh 98.5 the lake <laughs> and everything the lake. <laughs> and i always i'm like driving i'm like this song brought to you by 98.5 the lake you're not gonna drown in these tunes tonight <laughs> oh man to live in a small town <laughs> oh my god i have like no life here <laughs> someone come save me no, you're there for a while there, bud. These tunes aren't freezing, but the song is hot. Only on 98.5, the lake. <laughs> we should do some of our runners like that. Yeah, we should. The Welcome jokes to the are scene. Just gas- <laughs> <laughs> the jokes are just gassy. <laughs> what? <laughs> this will make you breathe heavily out of your nostrils. <laughs> Did you hear the clicking? No, that was just the boys <laughs> thinking on the scene on screen podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's weenie in the butt. Weenie in the butt. Do you not remember that from? Wow. I don't remember that. Is weenie in the butt the Simpsons or Parks and Rec? Uh, I don't know if it was either or. You know, what's funny is uh, one of my friends. Family shout guy. out. Shout out to uh individual friend. You'll know who I'm talking about when I uh, when you listen to this episode. But uh, they had asked me the other week if we were still recording the episode because they knew that, you know, we had or our podcast and they knew that we had moved. And 
uh, I was like, yeah, we just recorded uh, our first episode of the year. It's It just went live yesterday, right? And they were like, oh, shit, got to catch up. So they were pretty excited. It's always good to know that, you know, people that you, you know, are listening to the show and are excited to listen to it and whatnot. So do, shout do out to all enjoy? you people that listen to the show. Yeah. Thank you, everyone <laughs> who listens. But especially David's friend. Yeah, because in- he doesn't have many of them. <laughs> no, I'm so lonely. <laughs> um, are you gonna see Uncharted, The King's Man, Jackass? Apparently, Free Guys coming back out, which makes no sense. Um, I I want to see Jackass, like I just said, but I don't know if I'll get to the theater for it. The thing is, is we're in kind of a strange time again in Ontario. What year is it? I don't know. Is it? Early 2020? I don't know. Is it mid-2021? Maybe. Is it (laughs) early 2022? Who knows? We don't know what lockdown number we're in anymore. The numbers just blur together. So I think it's it really depends on how we feel about going to like it's it's a big I don't know. It takes a lot of work to go to the movies now. It also depends on who you ask. Because if if you're if you're looking at like oh what, what's good to like what situation is good to watch a movie, even when things get unlocked down, quote unquote, are they going to let people eat? Like, do you do you uh, know? Apparently not. Sucks? So I got an email actually from uh, one of the smaller movie theaters in London. Um, I guess I was part of their mailing list that I didn't know about. And they're saying that they're opening up on Monday. And the regulations that they were having, you know, they're having the one seat or two seat buffer between seats. But they still said that uh, concession and snacks and stuff like that are not allowed to be consumed in the theater. Interesting. Terrible. But, uh, you know, we might be going to Winnipeg in the next uh, two weeks or something. And uh, might just have to go to the movies there. Because you can eat. (laughs) Just to get yourself like. (laughs) Just so that I can get some popcorn and watch a movie and eat in there. Just see some buildings higher than 50 feet. We got some tall buildings here, I think. (laughs) I don't know. I never leave my house. It's a tundra. (laughs) There's a a clock tower on on City Hall. How tall City Hall? If you were to guess how many floors. Oh, floors? I don't know. Three maybe, but there's a clock tower. So the the (laughs) building is like 40 feet tall. Yeah. And the clock tower might be like 60 feet tall. Maybe. It's like it. It's kind of like uh, the clock tower in Back to the Future. (laughs) I imagine it every time. Marty. (laughs) Marty. What year is it? Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to see any movies anytime soon, but I think it will probably by mid-February we're going to see something. Uh, We just have to decide whether or not it's going to be Spider-Man. Because, yeah, I still haven't seen that movie. How have you avoided be- spoilers for this long? Um, I don't know. I just don't search them out like some people I know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel slightly exposed. Yeah, you get mad when you search out spoilers and then they're, then they're there. Hey, hold on. I don't search <laughs> them out. They search me out, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we might go see the Kingsman because uh, I know she who shall not be named is really excited for that one. I haven't even seen the second one. Really? 
You know when uh, things I mean, I thought, gets... How many? There's three. I thought there was three. Yeah, it's uh, Kingsman, then the Secret Circle, right? Yeah, okay, maybe there is only two. Alls I know is I just... Uh, like This last... Real talk, guys. Just you, me, the microphone, and David. The last two years... Wait, hold on, hold on. You, me, the microphone, and David. Who's you, who's you then? All of our listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Use. I think you mean, I th- yeah, I was going to say, I think you mean use. <laughs> Let's talk. For the last two years, almost concurrently, because we're almost at the second anniversary of the, the unofficial pandemic and the lockdowns in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like the, the pandemic started roughly around this time two years ago. Because I think Canada, China. Canada's first cases happened near the end of January, right? It was, I think it was like, I, th- I think so. Early February. Cause like it was, I think it was March when everything shut down. I, I remember seeing a TikTok, and it was like somebody in a shopping center being removed on a stretcher, but they had like a bag around them and people were in hazmat suits. And I replayed it and it, it used to use that Cardi B sound where it was like coronavirus. And oh, yeah. I was like, holy fuck, I work in this mall. And we were all like, oh my God, it's here. Like it's it's surreal now. But let, let, let's take a trip all the way back to 2020 when this all started and we were like naive. The Tiger King just came out. Like we had entertaining like, things. It to was do. Ex- it was exciting. Yeah, it was like really? oh my it was god, like, I get oh my three god. months off work, kind of a sort pan- of a pandemic. Yes, I get to stay at home. I get to sleep in. I don't have to put pants on anymore for school. You know, I still don't put pants on for school. I know, I know. But this, <laughs> this is where our convers one of our conversations is going to go today. Is uh, I'm TV depressed. Oh, and movie depressed, kind of. That's sad. <laughs> well, like, thinking about it, and we had this major epiphany not even a few months ago when we saw friggin' Spider-Man, and I think we saw one other movie. It was like, when was the last time we went to a theater and we couldn't figure it out? It was like, holy shit, we haven't gone to the movie since 2019. And I feel as if there's, like, a small window now. If a movie came out on streaming, we'll say, like, Red Notice. If you don't watch it in the first week, nobody's talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And do what does that make me want to go run and watch Red Notice now? No, but I was doing that through the early parts of the pandemic. I'm like, Six Underground? Okay, what is this? Everybody's talking about it. Cool, let's check it out. Mm-hmm. With the Marvel shows, Thursday, WandaVision's dropping. Oh my God, I have to watch it because I don't want to see spoilers on it. And, and it was it was happened. it was easier to do that though because everyone was home, right? Like, and so people were finding these things to watch, and and there was a talks about that. You know, it's same same thing with the movies, right? Like before everything was locked down, people had to stay home. You know, movies would do well mostly based off of reviews and word of mouth and like the hype that people made while talking about them. But then all of a sudden, we couldn't go to the movies anymore. And so all these movies that there was these hype for, you know, they were kept being delayed and delayed and delayed. And then eventually they 
get really well free guys a prime example remember when that was announced we were like this looks seems so cool this looks like such a good movie and then eventually when it came out like it did do well but nobody was talking about it because do you not remember we were hanging out and uh we were pulling up to the uh in the parking lot of like one of the, the malls there. And there was a poster for free guy on there. I'm like, Oh my God, I totally forgot that that movie even existed. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I think that was a big issue with, with movies and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, what was the one Tom Hanks one uh, Greyhound? I remember cause I was working at a, a movie rental place and people were coming in on a regular basis asking if that movie was out or if it was coming out yet and it kept being delayed and delayed because it was supposed to come out in theaters and uh it never did and eventually apple bought it and turned into like an apple original film so it did eventually come out on on blu-ray but then the only way to see it at home without renting or purchasing the movie physical was to watch it through apple tv yeah it's like um, Tom Holland's Cherry was another one. Like, oh man, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna watch it. Did mm-hmm. you ever get around to watching it? No, I have not. Same. Like, there's just um, what was the um, the Dave Batista Army uh, Army of the Dead? Didn't oh, yeah. get around to it. Yeah, I watched that one. But it it's okay. just like after after a week or two, it's just like it's not worth it. Yeah, the hype for I think the hypiest thing was Tiger King. Because it had like a meme culture behind it as well. Right. And I think that's what really drives a lot of those things is. Is it was something that came out over the course of, well, I guess they Netflix still does like all the episodes all at once for some of their series. Right. Yep. Um, But still, it was enough for people to watch over the course of a week or whatever, if they weren't binge watching it. And there was conversations about it. Like it was, it was the biggest thing in North America for this, the time being, isn't there a season two? Yeah. It came out like a month ago. Did you watch it? Cause I, I haven't watched it. No. Uh, so it, and then with Disney plus, right. There was a WandaVision. There was Falcon and the winter soldier. There was Loki eventually, but then we had this lull of like nothingness. Oh, Mandalorian, right? But then we didn't really have anything. Well, the Mandalorian came out before lockdowns. Season uh, two came out. Season two came out during lockdown. Yes. Right. So still like there was that hype for that. And then there was nothing. And I can't really think of what was like the most recent thing that everyone was super psyched for. Um, There was a. Off brand, well, I wouldn't say an off brand, but like an offhanded excitement for Hawkeye because people thought it would line up with Spider Man, and Disney's just very good at marketing, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the case. Um, it was like Boba a Christmas, Fett, too. it was a Christmas buddy film. Uh, the, yeah, Boba Fett, but the thing is, Boba Fett was so far after we had more Marvel content than we have had Star Wars content. The Bad Batch would have been the one that everybody was like, oh, yeah. yeah, let's go. Well, the thing is, is the Bad Batch wasn't even super hype because it there was a lot of people that, yeah, sure, liked the Mandalorian because it was that live action, right? But the moment that you get into animated, either you know hand-drawn cartoon stuff or 3D animation, there's a lot of people that just automatically assume that it's for kids. I but, thought the Clone Wars was for kids for years. Yeah, and you've are you still watching it? 
Sadly, no. I just I haven't gotten back to it. I stopped watching at the end of like season three, maybe. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I'll get back to it. It's just sometimes I like to watch shows in spurts, but yeah. So the way we kind of watch shows around here, it's very easy to lose track in what you're doing because like I'm very like I'll just be like, oh, you want to use the TV? No big deal. Like I don't really want to watch shows on my mm-hmm. computer. I can, but I choose not to. Yeah, it's not the same, you know. But like, I'm willing to give up the TV nine times out of ten. That's unless there's sports on, and then yeah. I want to watch the sports. So, and I've said this many times, you know, season four, I think, is where um, Clone Wars really, really starts to take off. But I love how, at least with Star Wars, they are connecting all of those shows together. So for the people who have watched the Clone Wars or watched Star Wars Rebels. There's things in Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett that relate to those. So uh, we're going to talk about it a little later today, the uh, Book of Boba Fett, but there's stuff in the most recent episode that is directly connected to Clone Wars and and things that happen there. And it just makes it more... I don't know. It makes it more exciting for people who knows that stuff, but it doesn't take away from the story. But we have a lot. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff supposed to be coming out this year, though. I think more so than Marvel stuff. No, it's only this or the rest of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan and the Mandalorian. And there's Andor. That's not coming out this year, is it? Uh, I thought it was. I thought I saw that say 2023. Uh, Did it? Son of a bitch. Andor release date. Yeah, it only has a title screen, my dude. Oh, it does say 2022, but it doesn't say when. I think it's supposed to be like near the end of the year, but. Hell, we got another Marvel trailer the other day for Moon Knight. Which that is interesting, too. I thought that was a movie and I was like, okay, but it's a TV show. So I think that's kind of cool, though. That's the first one that they've done where it's a different, like it's a new Marvel character. Well, it's not a new Marvel character character well He's but i know it's marvel i know character. it's not a new marvel character but i mean it's a new marvel character on screen true yes he's only been in cartoons mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool we, we'd we be remiss to not mention that uh one of their um their actors just part yuli passed away in a tragic skiing accident shortly after the trailer was released which is really unfortunate he did record all his scenes though who's this um, one of the actors in Moon Knight, he is going to play Anton Mogart. Mm. Uh, but I saw that come across the news ticker the other day, um, which is sad. And we've had a few celebrity deaths that have really <laughs> rocked the world in the last two weeks. Yeah. Two, three weeks. So, oh, yeah. Star Wars Visions. That also came out in last year. Didn't watch an episode. You didn't? You you don't need to watch all of them, but there's a few that are actually pretty, that are worth watching. They're pretty cool. There's actually one. Uh, let me tell you, it is probably the one that is the most, I don't know, the, the, all the talks online were saying that they would want this one to be a, a new series uh, or a special series. It's called the ninth Jedi. It is, uh, it is episode five of visions. I would recommend. I would recommend watching that one. I would. I, I, you know what? For you, I will. Only if you've watched Invincible. 
I uh, I watched the trailer. You know, you don't have to watch the Ninth Jedi, but I would say you Guys, would probably like it. This is what I deal with. <laughs> I deal with this guy who says he likes stuff, and then he doesn't. I like stuff. Um, you know what? Before we get into the Mandalorian, let let's just acknowledge. You mean um, Book of Boba Fett, right? Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> the Mandalorian. Because we were talking about the Mandalorian. I'm so <laughs> I, sorry. I know. Um, let, let's talk about for a second here Betty White, Louis Armstrong, and Bob Saget, America's dad. That it's it's been a while. I know we only recorded one episode last week and it just it didn't organically come up at any point in time. It's crazy, right? And that that was a very shocking one to hear. But which one? Bob Saget. Yeah, that one kind of came out of left field. Yeah, the the Betty White thing is it's crazy. Cuz like not 90, even, she was what 93 or something like that. She was 99 and 99, like 354 right. days, man. That's it. It was like 3 days before her birthday or something like that. Her birthday was yesterday, but or 2 days ago. The uh, the 20 or 3 weeks. Third? It was there was a 3 in there. Three yeah. weeks before her and birthday. It's, it's wild because like a few days before I saw her trending on Twitter. And when you see a name trending on Twitter, you don't necessarily want to click the name because you don't know what's going to come up on the other side of the trend. Right. And I was like, oh, they're just talking about her hundredth birthday. And then all of a sudden it was just like, I was just golfing with some friends on New Year's Eve and Chris had texted me like Betty White died. I was like, nah, it's probably like a hoax. And then I Googled it. I was like, oh my God. But the the Bob Saget one like was crushing to a lot of people. Like, yeah, that's the family our generation grew up with. Yeah, that was uh, Home Alone. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Michael Keaton, Full, Full House. Yeah, Full House. Yeah, Full House. Yeah, that was actually I I grew up with Steve Urkel. Yeah, that show came <laughs> out before we were born. Did it? I believe Family Matters did. Uh, I don't know. Then again, this did come out like in 1989, so it's uh like it's just it's wild. But just just acknowledging them, you know what they yeah. they were all good. Um, it's funny because the amount of times I saw the Life with Louie theme the other day, just do you remember that cartoon? And then how he was a crotchety old man and Dennis the Menace. Yes. Good actor. Good actor. Yeah. Speaking of good actors, let's talk about the book of Boba Fett. Do we have to? No. Let's talk about our. <laughs> let's talk about something else then. Let, let, let's. I don't even think it's a hot take anymore because I think it's it it started off spicy after episode two, but after episode four aired and episode five, we were hoping you see by the time this launches, we won't go spoiler heavy. Oh, no, we fucking are going spoiler heavy on this one. (laughs) The first four episodes of this episode of this show. have been kind of a drag dookie. Yeah, kind of a drag, you know, how many I'd like I'd be curious to look it up. But how many present day minutes of Boba Fett are we uh, are we at? Are we even at like 40 minutes? I don't know. You know, that that'd be a good uh, calculation because like. I got to say, for the character that has been famed on 16 minutes of screen time or something like that. 
I, I maybe, could have done without maybe, this series. Maybe that's what they're doing, right? Like the the character became so famous for having such little screen time that it, <laughs> they're probably being like, yeah, see, people don't except, care. Except the the whole backstory thing is like, I, I said this last week when we talked about it. I don't think they're doing time jumps properly. I think it's like for something Fellini and Favreau are doing, they probably can't be super happy with the work. The, well, Favreau the, wrote all of these episodes, though. The fourth episode is about Fennec and how he gets with Fennec. And we knew some of that from the Mandalorian. You didn't need to express it more. He saved her. She owed a debt. Cut dry. Bingo, bango, bongo. We're done. Was it cool to see them try and steal his ship? Yes. Finally, there was a goddamn pulse in the series. Mm-hmm. And like the Palpatine chef was pretty funny. Or not the the, the Palpatine, Palpatine. the Grievous, the Grievous <laughs> chef. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because in that, when that happened, I'm, I was, I said, oh, you know, they're going to start spinning their arms like General Grievous. And yep. Arms General Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of these things that we're watching. One, I, I, yes, I like Star Wars. So that's one reason why we're watching it. But it's not like Mandalorian where you were like, yes, holy shit. Let's get home from work Friday night. And, you know, we're having TV dinner because we are watching the new episode the moment we get home. Yeah. Most people have TV dinner. Although now that you have a house, you probably have a kitchen table. Right, Owen? It, <laughs> I do have a kitchen table. Thank you very much. But it's actually currently filled with stuff because we're still unpacking things. Oh, it's your stuff table. It's a stuff table, yeah. We have a stuff table. Yeah. Um, but can I like, ask you something then before sure. you, you go further? Sure. Are you attached to this? No, no, not at all. <laughs> that's that's what I was getting at. Okay, good. This is not so it's just another Wednesday and it's like, okay, this is the show that we're gonna watch today. You know. But yeah, we can take our time and come home and just relax a bit and stuff like that. There, but there isn't that the hardcore desire to watch the new episode because you know if people say if i see a spoiler online it's not going to ruin anything for me because it's like okay whatever the case in point to that is in episode four when fennec activates that bomb to drop into the sarlacc pit for whatever reason i saw that spoiled earlier than I saw the episode. I think I waited like four days to watch the episode. And I was like, I can't remember. Did that happen in real Star Wars? I didn't even think that it was in Boba Fett. Because the show bounces so far Mm -hmm. all over the place. You have no idea. And in that that spoiler or that scene, when I saw it on, I think it was TikTok, you don't see Fennec push the button. You don't see Boba Fett push the button. You don't even see what ship it's really on. So I had no idea what that was from, but it wasn't anything like super like, oh my God, I need to go. Like I just ruined everything for myself because Mm -hmm. it didn't matter to me. Yeah. And like we've watched the first episode and it was very, very slow. The second episode, at least they gave us some substance, maybe, maybe some potatoes with the Tuscan Raiders thing. I did also hear them call them sand people. I was like, I thought we weren't allowed to call them that anymore. Star Wars changed the name. And then they were like, Star Wars didn't change the name. It was the whole 
I'm offended because someone else might be offended group of people that wanted them to change the name. Just like how there's a bunch of people that wanted them to change the name of, of Boba, Fett, oh, Boba Fett's ship, Slave One, because it has the word slave in it. Like, you know. Maybe it was Solve. <laughs> <laughs> Heal me, slave. Um, they, they're doing a pretty good job at bringing stuff from the original trilogy into this, like kind of explaining stuff. But do we need all this backstory that has gone four episodes in? No. The first few episodes, sure. Why not? Show us kind of the transition period from what happened to Boba Fett at the end of Jedi and then leading into where he is now. Um, and then go into more of the story that uh, they want to tell with this. But instead we're getting, I don't know, like t- five, 10 minutes of modern day current Boba Fett stuff and what he wants to do. He wants to rule Tatooine with respect. Uh, and I then we you get, try and say it like him. Tatooine. But then we get, uh, you know, three quarters of the show is a flashback of him dealing with Tuscan, the Tuscan Raiders. The, I, no. I will say the dinner scene with the, the, uh, the rancor trying to like come through the floor was pretty sweet. And you know, the way they're setting this show up, they're going to betray him. And I just feel like, I feel like you, how you felt through WandaVision. Because like WandaVision for me, out of all the series, but more so to compare it with this, WandaVision was the first Marvel show we really got, right? Mm hmm. It was in it was in the kind of panini, but not in the pan- pandemic. So it was like it was a big thing. And like as a Marvel fan, I like the Easter egg hunt and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was getting gripped by the story and I wanted to know what happened. And I felt incredibly ripped off when we got white vision for five minutes. You knew it was building up to that. You knew what was coming. And you, you got this overpowered Wanda for like half an episode. And she was like like aptly named the Scarlet Witch. And I think that the same is kind of happening here. Like, did we want? No. Did we need a six episode story arc? It, it is six episodes, right? It might be seven. I don't know. I can't see it being six episodes. Did we need this backstory for Boba Fett? Or could they have picked a different character to develop a character around for a series. Because when Boba Fett originally arrived in the Mandalorian, that shit was cool. That was unexpected. But this is also why I've stopped watching trailers for Marvel and Star Wars series. Because they might, they could spoil the entire episode rather quickly. Um, but did we need this? It's seven episodes, all written by Jon Favreau co-writing the sixth with Dave Fellini. So that means that the sixth episode is going to be friggin' amazing. Um, do we need this? Not really. <laughs> I think we do, but not the way that they're doing it. Um, and if you look at who directed the movies, the ones that were the, had the, the lower ratings or the, the worst reception were the ones directed by Robert Rodriguez. Surprise, surprise. Not at all. I know. Um, 
like he's done some good stuff, but he doesn't also he's done a lot of bad things. Like boring things. I just know that like right now this feels I I don't know if it's forced, but like I'm struggling to finish the series. And I know like I'm watching it to watch it and it's for like content for us and my genuine love for the Star Wars franchise. But like I it's so hard for me to be excited and just like so pumped like this week's episode, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Was so like blood pumpingly excited. Because it wasn't really a Boba Fett episode. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? For any of our our uh, eagle-eyed listeners, we called it. The The series was at a lull. And I wonder if if uh, Favreau knew this. Like, he was writing these stories and he, he knew that they needed something just to bring it back. Because maybe, maybe it was one of these things that Disney decided to make this series. So, okay, great. We have to make this series. We're going to write the, these scripts and do a backstory. So then they got stuck in this boring-ass story loop. And how do we get it out? Well, your boys, Sean and David, guessed right. They had to bring back the Mandalorian. In all his glory. And holy moly. <laughs> Was it is it glory? It's okay. We're gonna talk so, about episode yeah, five. So <laughs> so much happened in an hour that it made up for the four episodes that we already watched. Don't get me wrong, there was some good parts, and I think the best part of the series, if I do say so myself, is the person who should really have a series, and that's Fennec Shand. She's interesting. She's intriguing, and. Mm-hmm. She she's the real the real reason like anything is happening in this series. The thing I is, is Fennec Shan has actually a pretty big role in in Clone Wars. No, not Clone Wars. Um, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. You should watch it. Yeah, I, I think the actors or the actress is great, and it's she's good. But we didn't watch Boba Fett episode five. And uh, Return of the Mandalorian. We watched Mandalorian season three, episode one, just way earlier than we were. Oh going my to. god! But let me tell you, this <laughs> was probably let me tell you. <laughs> this was probably the most exciting thing that I've seen in like out of Star Wars since the last episode of Mandalorian season two. This episode of of Book of Boba Fett, and this is going to be get confusing for people because it literally is just a Mandalorian episode. Thousand percent. <laughs> this had so much in it from so much of the Star Wars universe that it was exciting to watch. Like it was exciting to see what was coming next. I and didn't want it to end. Yes, and I a big shout out to uh, Microsoft and Halo because. They totally copied that. The big ring planet thing that they're on. Yeah, that was really cool looking. Yeah, it was cool. Um, let's dissect this episode a little bit because there's a lot to take in. Essentially, we know that Mando, Din Darjin, is going back to his uh, bounty hunting ways. It starts off like the beginning of the first episode of Mandalorian, right? He's He's 
trying to claim a bounty. So, which was also kick ass. And okay, so this is it shows that he is ruthless. He's still so I think in the Mandalorian, they showed a lot of his like kinder soft side. Yeah, because he was taking care of uh, Grogu. But this first, like the first ten minutes of this episode, they show that he is still a ruthless bounty hunter. Like he cut a guy in half. <laughs> like and, straight and up his head on a platter. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is not the Star Wars that we have come to know. Like this is Star Wars to the next level, where he cut guys in half. But it also shows that he is still not as skilled as he could be right because he is using the dark saber but he injured himself with it right yeah so, which he didn't understand why but the armor like we're we're not going to break down the whole episode no That's no not we're fair. not we're not but i'm just just the intro the first 10 minutes brings this character back to the screen and brings new life to them because it shows how he has he has changed significantly in such a short amount of time too from the end of uh the end of season two of Mandalorian to now is probably not too long of a, a time period, maybe a few months, if that. Yep. But then moving forward, like they bring back all these characters from from the Mandalorian series. Did you notice this is the first time that uh, a BD droid was Bro, on screen? I'm in love with that droid from um, Jedi Fallen Order. Right. So I was so psyched seeing a BD droid there uh, because like they're, they're so cool. They are way better than the BB, like BB eight and stuff like that. Than yeah, the but big BB eight was designed to be adorable. I know, but it's funny because I don't know if uh, this is early. I think this is still too early for the BB uh, series droids, but the BD series droids are technically, uh, part of this era because if you remember Jedi Fallen Order starts right at the end of episode three, like yeah. right near the end of that. Right. So it does make sense, but it is so cool. And then they connect this and bring this full circle to episode one, which they did a great job with this episode, uh, bringing back in the boost starfighter. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, huge spoiler alerts, but still brought back a Naboo Starfighter and renovated and turned it into this like monster of a machine. They brought back some characters from uh, previous episodes of Mandalorian, like one off characters. I thought, he well, he he's going to be a Knights of the Old Republic or whatever. I think that, so. Yeah. Uh, not whatever that show is going to be called. But um, I thought they were allied. And that's why he kind of let him go. But he's like, oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw your razor crest, blah, blah, blah. Then he took off. Yeah. So he (laughs) it's not like they're allied, but he helped them kind of thing. And so I I got that sense that he kind of knew who he was, obviously. Um, And he I don't know. It could have been that he was trying to make a connection and thank him or something, something like that or or whatnot. But yeah, because last we saw him, he took off with Cara Dune, right? And offered her that job, which we don't know if she's going to be in that series, but we know for sure now she's returning to the Mandalorian. 
Yeah. So our Funkos Disney got are, in trouble. Our Funkos are not <laughs> worth as much as they were then. <laughs> well, uh, I, don't, I don't know if she's going to be in the, the Rangers of yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, and then did you see, like, when he was flying around, that was, he was going through uh, the, what is, Beggar's Canyon and all that stuff with, like, where they did... Uh, Padres. The Padres. Like, there were so many throwbacks to episode one and other parts of the Star Wars universe that just made this episode so interesting to watch. And that's what was so fun about Mandalorian season one and two is that there was other stuff going on and they, every episode brought something new or not necessarily new, but they brought something from the past films or the TV shows or some of the books or lore and brought it to the screen and made it real. Right. Whereas book of Boba Fett is a four episode dream sequence (laughs) and Tusken Raiders screeching. Yeah, like well, there were some good like I, I'm going to say like the probably the most exciting part of uh, Book of Boba Fett thus far was the train heist. And even that was like you got so attached and they're like, haha, just kidding. We're going to kill all the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, well, they did a good job at making you feel for them, right? Like rather than thinking that they're just like some savage beasts that live in the, the Dune Sea. You know, it showed that there was some, you know, humanity to them and that they actually were caring creatures. But I don't know. The thing is, so like there's two more episodes left in Book of Boba Fett. We know that Mando and Boba are going to be working together. But they've built up that there's this going to be this big war, right? Yeah. And there's two episodes left. Very they, WandaVision. They could have. I know. And I feel like it's just going to end so quickly, either on a weird cliffhanger or it's going to end and lead into. It's either going to lead into. Well, my guess would be uh, Mandalorian season three. It's it's kind of got to <laughs> or it's going to just end and will be unsatisfied because I can't see them having a significant big war with with uh, is it the Pikes? Yeah. In one episode, right? Because guaranteed the next episode is going to be them kind of getting ready for this. And then the last episode is going to be a big battle. But are you going to use Pedro Pascal in three episodes? And he's not even really considered a Mandalorian anymore, according to the armorer who renounced his like membership of like a six person gang. (laughs) They took his member card and, and ripped it up, punched a hole in it. (laughs) What a confusing part of the episode. So the guy challenges for the sword or the, the black, the dark saber. Yeah. And he ends up losing. And then randomly they're like, have you ever shown your face? No. Have you ever showed your face? Yeah. To Grogu, not even a person. Well, I guess technically Luke would have seen it. I don't think so. Yeah. Luke Luke was standing right in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like that questioning was kind of weird. I feel like she could have asked that question beforehand before they fought. And then that could have justified the actual fight. 
The fight right? was not great, but no, it wasn't. But it could have justified rather than him just being like, "I want that sword," right? If it was like, "Oh, you've shown your face. You are no longer, you know, worthy of the the title to be part of this clan." But he still owns the dark saber, and he still won it in combat, and therefore he still is technically the one that could rule Mandalore. Well, he is. Well, he, he is, is the leader of Mandalore until right? Bo-Katan comes back, which is right? also nice to know that she's coming back for next season. <laughs> but what I'm saying, though, is if they if she had have asked that question before their fight, it could have made more justification for the fight to happen, because now it's like, oh, this guy's not even a Mandalorian by our standards. I need to fight him to take that sword so that I can be our, the rightful ruler of our own people, right? Yeah. But no, it was like kind of at the very end where it's like, oh yeah, you won, but you lost on a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, huh? but it was a great episode. Honestly, I would probably, if I had to rewatch any episodes, I would totally rewatch that one again. Yeah, right after Mandalorian episode, or the last episode in the Mandalorian season two, just <laughs> skip those Boba Fett episodes and get right to there. Actually, you know what? It probably would work too. You'd never know the difference. All we would have to do is put like a a title that says like six months later. <laughs> and you'd you'd only really like the justification for everything is there. Like he loses the busker spear. He um is going to find Grogu again, so it's just kind of like a, a relapse. And he doesn't have his own ship, he just has the Naboo Starfighter. Yeah, and he got little chainmail for Grogu. That's gonna be that's gonna be exciting. Yeah, he's gonna be dope. It's <laughs> gonna be dope, goo. Man, a little. Can you imagine Grogu wearing like a Mando helmet? That'd be pretty that's, funny. That's kind of what I was hoping, but like the chainmail is what it is. Yeah. All right, enough of the Mandalorian because I can't wait for it any longer. Let's do games in February. Everybody's favorite se- uh, segment where David and I pretend we don't have PlayStation Plus or Xbox Game Pass, and we are going to either pre-order games, wait for their review, or buy them in the bargain bin. Or you know what? Just hard pass because we're we're intelligent people. Buy, banish, or borrow. That's a new thing that I'm seeing around. Yeah, but we can't copy that. I know, but that's like the... What was the other one? Um, we, we were, we were pre-order, wait for the review bargain bin for yeah. hard pass. We had yeah. four. Alrighty. You know what? what? We- we'll do, we'll do yours this time. What was it again? Buy, ban- uh, banish or borrow? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Alrighty. What do we got? Uh, February 1st. Life we're is strange. The remastered, remastered collection. Remastered collection. So it's just a re-release of all the other games. Meh. The next one on February fourth. <laughs> this will be a pretty big one, I think. I I pre-ordered I, it. Yeah, I was gonna say you were pretty excited for this one. It is Dying Light Two: Stay Human, the game we've been waiting for forever. And if it's if it is anticipated and waited for like Cyberpunk was and his ass, I'm going to be very upset. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But did you play Dying Light the like the first one? Dying Light the first? Yes, I played a little bit of it. 
very, very underrated game. I had this conversation with somebody the other day, and they agreed. It's one of the greatest games that people didn't play. Because mm-hmm. it was in the height of zombie games, right? Or undead yeah. games. I think it kind of came out closer to the end of the zombie games. Yeah. Like the well, height of them, but... NDA has come out on Friday, so we're going to see some reviews first. So That's if you want to play it safe, wait for that review. Or if you want to be like me, pre-order the game. Yeah. I pre-ordered uh, this game in like October. Really? Yeah. I had um it was like if I had a trade in, I got it for fifty bucks. Kind of like oh, what nice. you always do. Yeah. Uh on 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 October. On February eighth, Sifu is coming out for Windows PS4 and PS5. That was that like uh beat 'em up kind of kung fu game that looked it looked kind of interesting yes um, but i don't know I, I definitely want to see reviews on that one did you also see i think ollie ollie world is coming out on the same day correct oh yeah uh i don't really i wasn't really a big fan of ollie 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 just because it's pretty good i think this game it might be better okay this is gonna be a hard call because i think the console it will do the best on is the switch but i also think it is going to be the one that's going to be most prone to you smashing sticks so play it on the switch if you have a pro controller but i don't think it's gonna mm-hmm. i don't think I it's don't gonna take advantage of other consoles graphics wise this one looks more enjoyable just because it's kind of updated and has that i don't know it kind of looks like um uh, what's the one with finn and jake uh, Adventure Time. Yeah, it looks like that mixed with like cell damage. Yeah, that's true. Um, what else have we got? Uh, on the tenth, Nintendo Switch owners get access to the Kingdom Hearts series, but it's not actually a physical release. It's the cloud version, which is stupid. Do you know what those are? Yeah, it means no no physical copy, bro. You have to stream it, so you can only play the game if you're connected to an internet connection. And the internet, the internet, and the Switch work so well together. Yeah, they do. Uh, anything else? Lost yeah, Ark. That game looks interesting. The more and more I see it, the more and more I'm interested mm-hmm. in it. If you are interested in seeing gameplay for this now, it is live in Russia, so like you can actually watch gameplay on Twitch. It's a it's an MMORPG, which isn't usually my cup of tea, but there's some people that I know that want to play it, so I'm going to try it, and it's going to be this, fun. This is like a 2.5D, so it's not like a full 3D one. It's more of, from what I can imagine, I don't know, hold on, this is not, this trailer is not helping me at all. And it's being released by Amazon Games. Yeah, so it's more of like a Diablo-style top-down action RPG. So, yeah, it looks like it'll be interesting. There's a, the neat thing about it, too, from what I've seen is uh, they've tried to make characters accessible to a bunch of people. So there's like an Iron Man kind of character, which is nice for people who maybe not or may not be into these kind of games. But want to try or have friends trying to get them into the game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, kind of um, like you. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a way to get get me interested. Uh, what else? What else we got? We got on the 18th, Horizon Forbidden West for PS4 and PS5. Oh, that little game. That's a little nugget. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably going to be the uh, one of the best best sellers this this month. I'm going to say. I don't think it's going to 
outsell one game coming up on this list, but it's because I think that game's going to own everything and be absolutely ass. But we shall oh, see. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I see that. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of indie games coming out. Uh, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. I know that's not an indie game, but that's a expansion for Destiny 2. Uh, on the 22nd, uh, Soul Cresta. I don't so, know what this is, but it's coming out on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Windows. It's made by Platinum Games, which Platinum Games have made some pretty crazy games in the past. Uh, they have made Bayonetta, Devil May Cry. Um, I don't know. They, they are a pretty big publisher or developer for Nintendo Switch. Uh, Wonderful 101, way back, Star Fox Zero, Star Fox Guard, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so, dude, Soul uh, near... Cresta is like, um, it's a top-down pilot game. Oh, it's a bullet hell game. Yeah. Well, never mind. That's. I was like, you're you're, you're talking like this is great, but I, I I kind of remember it not being that cool. Yeah, no, never mind. I was thinking of something else. Nobody cares. Moving on. Um... <laughs> the twenty fifth. Alatir Sophie 2, the alchemist of the mysterious dream. Um, that's, that's definitely about, the right? one we were going to talk about. Yeah. We we're actually going to talk about Grid Legend. <laughs> that's a racing game, is it not? That is it. Yeah, it's the new Grid game. Yeah. I just the don't grid, think it's the good. Ga- the Grid games are pretty fun, though. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be comparable to Elden Ring, though? You know what the thing is, is there's been so much hype behind Elden Ring. It's going to be bad. I don't know. Well, I don't know if it's going to be bad, but I think it won't be as good as people are hoping. I still don't know what kind of game this is. Is it like a a Blood Souls style game? Kind of reminds me of The Witcher. Like if it's the combat mechanics of like Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Demon Souls, like where it's very difficult and you have to. uh, You have to really be precise with your attacks and shit like that, then I probably won't play it. I will let a lot of people play it before I play it. Yeah. Um, like oh, man. Swing your sword, jump backwards in a somersault. Swing your sword, jump backwards in a somersault. Mm-hmm. And then there's not, they're supposed to come out this month without an actual release date, but Evil Dead, the game, is supposed to come out. You've seen the Evil Dead movies, right? Yes. Uh, if this is... A team based. Is it? It's a player versus player. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, from what I gather, it's a like what Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th, but in Evil Dead. So that could be kind of fun. People think it's going to be delayed. It probably will be. Kind of reminds me of the same. It's the same kind of build up as um, uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah, that game was delayed a, a bunch of times, wasn't it? That game was so much fun. We should reinstall it and play it. Yeah, I'm down. In October, uh, though. Fi- fi- <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Finally, just before we go, we'd be remiss to not acknowledge the fact that Pokemon Legends is coming out this week. I'm still not sold. I've seen a lot of gameplay from the leaks. Tri- our, um, review copies are out now. The game's received a nine from a lot of the big players. My concern still is the fact that it looks like the game was made 10 years ago. 
there's no real advancements in the technology while the game mechanic is different and it, it changes the way you play Pokemon. The fact that you walk up to a hillside and it's just painted on graphics opposed to like actual texture for rock. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I will give Niantic or it's, it's game freak. That's doing this one, right? Game freak and the Pokemon company. Uh, yeah. Give them more credit where credit's due. Cause you're changing the, the style of the game and it looks a lot like a breath of the wild. But using stylized art is no excuse for shoddy textures. Mm-hmm. Like the grass like just not, looks like weird. Not not in 2022, but like back in the GameCube and PS2 era. Yeah, that's when a lot of games came out like with cell shaded graphics like Beautiful Joe 13. Beautiful Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there was a bunch of games that 13 had 13 again. It had a bunch of like the cell shaded uh, graphic style because it looked better on like the standard def CRT monitors. Right. But I feel like with Pokemon, like they are not well, like the jump between the 3DS and the first version, like the first uh, games on Nintendo switch. That was a pretty big jump. But at the same time, like they had come out with uh Let's let's go Eevee and Pikachu, which was still in that was that was still a pretty big jump in, in itself. Yeah. Do you know when right? um, Breath of the Wild came out? 2017. Yes. And when did the Switch launch? 2017. Exactly. So when would have this game been acceptable? 2018. I'd accept that. <laughs> it It is now it's far too late. And like, I know people who are like knocking themselves up, be like, oh my God, I got to pre-order the game. I got to do that. Why? Pre-ordering games is not what it used to be. Even the bonuses aren't worth it anymore. You don't get anything physical. You get in-game stuff. Yeah. But there's, are you worried about supply and demand? Download it digitally. Like what? If you care that Mm -hmm. much and you want to have like the, be a carton collector, that is fine. I'm never going to discount you for that. But pre-ordering games like this gives companies like Nintendo the impression that they can just keep releasing out of date stuff. Yeah. My, I have a feeling that they are sticking with this art style because it closely resembles the TV shows and the, and all like the, the um, merchandise and stuff like that, that is still being released. So I feel like if they were to change this art style too far from where it is now, it would have too much of a disconnect from the TV shows and stuff like that. And, you know, we're not the market for these games anymore, right? It's still for kids and children and stuff like that. The reason why people our age still play them is because we grew up playing these games, right? So we have those connections to them and we've seen it evolve. It, it, we've seen it evolve from where it was. But the game, when you look at it in its most basic sense, is still marketed towards children. I'd agree. I'd, I'd agree. And it's really, really unfortunate that, like, have I have I grown out? Probably. And that's okay, because you can grow out of some games. You can still enjoy some games, but you can grow mm-hmm. out of them. But I just have, as somebody who's gamed as long as I have, and as somebody who's covered gaming, covered the industry, 
you develop an expectation. And while I understand the Switch is always going to have capabilities, fuck, at least they tried with Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. This just seems like a step backwards. And it's sad. And now I'm sad, David, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Don't be sad. I'm bummed. <laughs> oh, we never know. It could be uh it it could be good. Like I, legitimately I, good. I highly doubt. Yeah, me too. But people are gonna be like, I love it, just like they said they loved Sword and Shield and how so many people like Diamond and Pearl or whatever it was, uh Ruby and Diamond, right? Mm-hmm. They they just spend all their time like I know somebody who still hasn't gone past the opening sequence because they're shiny hunting the starter. Really? Yeah. That's like a little obsessive. Yeah, there's people who will like I, I know somebody who is at they claimed it was like a thousand restarts because they've been using a counter for a shiny encounter with uh, like it's Dialga or something. Because yeah, you it- walk up to the legendary so you could just keep restarting your game. Yeah, that's not cool. Get a life, people. <laughs> yeah, shiny hunting used to be cool, but now it's not. Yeah. But we want to know what you guys think. Do, do you like the games that are coming out this this February? Of course, we always want your input for that. Are you guys excited for something new? Because we have something very special launching for you guys in February, and we cannot wait to introduce you to our new segment, if you will. And finally, how do you feel about Boba Fett or Mandalorian Season 3? <laughs> yeah, party? Mandalorian Season 3. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Give us your input. Ask us some questions and we'll be happy to answer them. For myself and my friend David. Me. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Scene on Screen Podcast. Peace. My headache actually...